Hey everybody, it's Friday, November 18th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and Bull, they're going to discuss some prospects that they like, some prospects that they just wanted to talk about, and uh, maybe we'll get into a little bit of the Rule 5 and what it actually means, what the Rule 5 draft is, and what that means for some of the Rangers' prospects. Today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, with the Texas Rangers with the Boys podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Lee Frazier. And my co-host here today is the Manimal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, where do they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull. You can also find me on Instagram uh, at Manimal300. And... uh, you know, if you if you really really want to be my buddy, you can uh, you can go to Facebook and I'm on there as Bull Pro. Nice, nice, awesome, dude. Well, hey, so Bull, uh, welcome everybody to the show. Happy Friday. We're pumped to be on here. Quick turnaround from last night, and today I think we got a little bit of a different uh, flavor for the show today, considering that we literally crammed all of our content uh, in two episodes, which is part of our part of one of our mottos here. Uh, at the, the Texas Rangers with the boys podcast. So, Bull, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be getting into today. I think today is a good day to focus on some of the prospects, some of the guys that are um, either uh, guys that are ready to be in the major leagues, uh, guys that are guys that are on that next on the cusp, and then uh, some of the guys that are kind of shooting up the prospect list, and guys that are kind of making a splash within the uh, entire. Um, uh, minor league system, not just, or minor leagues, not just our minor league system. Well, you know, just for the people listening, uh, understand that like one of Bull's biggest passions is the prospects. And like, if he's my go-to guy, when I want to know about these guys that the Rangers are talking about bringing up, uh, and you actually go to the games at Frisco. Uh, I, I mean, you've been out to some of these games and watched a lot of these, these guys live. Am I correct? Well, I try. I try to get out there at least a couple of times a year. You know, Frisco isn't just down the street like uh, the ballpark is. But uh, I try to get out a couple of times a year. And at some point, I'd like to make it over to um, Kinston and Hickory and check out some A-ball games. And, you know, that's apparently after this season, the Rangers are going to either move their high or low A team to Boise or Shreveport, Boise City, something like that. So, you know, that'll be within driving range to maybe go check out some of the, the A talent in the, in the upcoming years. That's pretty awesome. Well, let's just dive into it, man. Like, uh, who, who's on – like, I guess, I guess for me I'm kind of interested in, like, who's ready now? Who's maybe a year away? Who's in that in-between stage? And who, if we see them this year, is that a bad sign that we had a bad year? <laughs> well, I think the first guy that probably jumps off the page and he's their number one prospect on most lists that you're going to find is Josh Young. He got yeah. a, a little cup of coffee last year at the end of the season coming coming back off of an injury. And I'm in... Uh, we put it together last night, and he was on pace for 30-plus home runs and about 85 RBIs, um, maybe maybe a few more strikeouts than we would like to see next like, year. Like two, 250 <laughs> strikeouts. Yeah, so maybe a, 150 more strikeouts than we'd like to see from him next year. But 
uh, overall, uh, the power was there. The, the contact was there. He struck out a little bit, but you know, I mean, not a lot of those guys have seen major league breaking stuff. And then, and when you get to a point like that, you know, uh, when you're hitting the fastball, they're going to throw you a lot more breaking balls. So you know, I think he, uh, I think he did pretty well considering it was his first cup of coffee up with the big leagues. And, and, uh, I think, you know, he's probably going to be one of those guys that, uh, he's going to be the third baseman next year. No matter, I mean, barring another injury like he had last off season, there's just no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the third baseman and he's going to take that job and he's going to run with it. Well, um, you know, his first, First at bat was a homer. I mean, he got a yak. Like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, but but then again, so did Jerks and Profar, and he's a he's a guy that he's been around in the big leagues for a long time now too. So hopefully, that's maybe a maybe a little sign. Right, and I and I don't think I, you and I both agreed last night. We kind of were throwing throwing this around. We don't think he's going to strike out 250 times this year. I I think he was trying to kind of get out there and like you was, you were saying all year uh, last year, I guess this year, but the, you were just like, you were saying like, he's trying to get up there and get his hacks in uh, trying to get, you know, get some, get the, get the bat on the ball for the short time that he's out there. Yeah. I don't really remember one time uh, last year watching him play where he got cheated up there at the plate. You know, I mean, he, <laughs> he took his hacks and he, he got, uh, he, he got his money's worth every at bat last year. Yeah, that's yeah, and, and I mean, you, you can't you can't blame the guy. Uh, again, I think we're really we're really excited about the prospects. But and you know what's funny? I, I happened to go back and look at um, Mike Trout's first little cup of coffee in the big leagues, and it wasn't a whole lot different. Uh, no, so pretty similar. You get a, yeah, you can't get a good read off off of Josh Young's projection just off of that little twenty five game uh, stint. But man, the the kid has hit everywhere he's been plate discipline I mean, he's got everything you want you look for uh in a great hitter and uh over there at the hot corner uh for the texas rangers that's kind of a spot that that holds legendary uh acclaim and so let's hope he's another uh in the long line of great third basemen that the yeah. texas rangers have had let's be real honest even if he's dean palmer that's fucking awesome. Excuse my language. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, well, Dean Palmer was a 35 home run, 80 RBI guy in the seven slot, you know. <laughs> oh, and he had a cannon. He and, had a yeah, rifle, too. He yeah, had an yeah. arm, dude. Dean Palmer had a cannon. I mean, even if Josh Young ends up somewhere, Dean Palmer, Steve Bouchelle with a little more power, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Hank, Hank Blaylock, Hank Blaylock was over there too, wasn't he? He was another guy that he had some good seasons in Texas. He just kind of fell completely off the map. I, you know, I don't know exactly what happened with him. And maybe another one of those guys they left Texas and they just weren't comfortable. So we we talked Josh Young, and of course we that's the one we all know. So who else? Who else do we need to have keep an eye out for this year? I think uh, the other two, uh, a couple of the guys that we talked about the other day. Um, Cole Wynn and Zach Kent are probably of the Rangers top 50 prospects or so. They're probably the next closest to the big leagues, possibly, uh, you know, I don't know if Cole, Cole Raggins may have spent enough time on the big league roster last year to drop off of the, the prospect list. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, Zach Kent, Cole Wynn, 
you know, and then after that, you're starting to look at the, 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 the crop, you know, the, the Justin Foskews, the Owen Whites, the Jack Lighters, um, even Dustin Harris, um, the kid that they got for Matt Bush and uh, uh, from Milwaukee, uh, Antoine Kelly. He's probably pretty close to ready. He's another one of those guys that uh, he didn't get put on the he didn't get put on the forty man. So the rule five isn't out of the realm of possibility for him. And uh, um, and another guy that's that's like kind of at that point where he may not be ready this year, but uh, he he might get rule five or drafted in the rule five is uh, Mason Englert. Okay. Um, Mason so, Engler was was another one of those guys from the 2018 draft that got decelerated mm, after the draft. Mm. Let, let's 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 hold off on that talk real quick because I think that should be just a topic that we briefly talk just because it's affected the organization so much. I wanted to kind of get get a kind of get a, a poll from your your perspective. You know, which of these guys, like, let's just talk position players. Um, which of them do you think might are at the, are really like are, are legit? And so maybe like, what is Bochy like with prospects? I'm not real familiar about talent. Like, they're not coming up until they're 100% ready, or is he more like a, a Bobby Cox where? You know, he's the whole the whole farm system's gonna get a, a get a cup of coffee at the at the MLB level. Like, what is Boch? How does he um, handle his prospects? And who do you think really has a true chance of making an impact? Well, there's there the track record with Bochy says that he's gonna he's gonna play his guys when they're when they're ready to play, and they might get rushed a little bit if they're in a position to be successful because those were good teams in San Francisco while he was there. So a lot of those kids, when they came up, they were in good hands. You know, they weren't, they weren't on a, it wasn't like Cole Raggins coming up last year and pitching to a team that was, you know, 94 losses and a lot of one run ball games and not getting exactly the, the run support and nights he needed and, and, and on nights where he couldn't get you, you know, five innings, you were completely out of the game too. So I, I don't think that's going to be the case going forward. But honestly, the guy that I think he's shooting up everybody's prospect list right now and everybody really likes him is Evan Carter. Yeah, I know that uh, he was a second sure. round draft pick. He was a second round draft pick in 2020 during the COVID years and he wasn't on anyone's radar. So someone in the Rangers scouting department had a read on this kid and just, I mean, talked them into taking a guy that they probably could have signed in the se- uh, after the fourth round in the second round. So they believed in him and all he's done since he's come, come to the organization is, is play above his age level and, and be the best player on the field. I mean, he, he all, all the way up until Frisco this year. I mean, I don't think he, he might not have been the best player on the field in Frisco, but as far as raw talent, I mean, this kid's got something. He's, he's a, he's a sweet, sweet swing. He, you know, he's one of those guys. He's a, he's a left-handed bat that, uh, you know, he's got one of those, 
Will Clark, Rafael Palmero, smooth through the zone swings. So, so what you're seeing, somebody out there, they got to read. They got to read on this guy. Oh, someone had a read. Someone definitely had a read. It was like Michael Irvin was out there scouting for us because they had a read. Oh, he, he got a read. That's that's what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, that's my only Michael Irvin impersonation. But somebody got a read oh. on this guy. But I can do the oh, oh. Yeah, he had, okay, he had a sorry, read. Guys, sorry, guys. And, and uh, another guy that really came on this year, and he's an extreme on-base guy, plays good right field. He's a he's definitely a dude. He's definitely going to play in the big leagues at some point. Is Aaron Zavala? Um, I, I he was a uh, second round draft pick a couple of years ago out of Oregon. So he was a college guy. So he's a little bit he's a little bit older. Um, but he kind of he kind of rolled through all the way to uh, Frisco this year, up a couple of levels, and then uh, was also put on the fall, the Arizona Fall League team, and uh, got hurt in the Arizona Fall League. And they're probably looking at May before he's going to be back. He's, he had a UCL injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to need Tommy John. But if he's going to be back by May, it doesn't sound like he's going to need Tommy John. But he was a guy that he, he really jumped up in the, in the eyes of the – the, uh, the the scouting department and the prospect department this year and, and really kind of caught some eyes because, I mean, if, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I mean, uh, over, over two levels this year and 411 at-bats, he had a 420 on base percentage with a 453 slug. So it's almost a 900 ops. And, and he hit 277. So, and, and it I was like, a consistent... I like the sound of that guy. And it was a consistent like two seventy seven too. It wasn't like he hit high. at Hickory. He hit two seventy eight, and at Frisco he hit two seventy seven. So it wasn't like he jumped up a bunch in uh, or dropped off a whole lot in Hickory and was hitting like three forty there and and only hit like two ten in Frisco. He he hit two seventy eight at Hickory, two seventy seven at Frisco, and his ops was actually a little bit higher. At, at the next level up and i mean he had a, a 482 slug in frisco so he he was putting some good wood on the ball so i know at some point we're going to talk about this coaching staff and one of the questions i had in relation to the prospects is you know and again this is almost a segue into the conversation about the deceleration but like is any of the do you think any of this kind of like development squad now that they've brought in a, a new head coach, you're starting to see new coaches kind of filter in. New, you know, a lot of people have uh, – there's been a lot of turnover in the Rangers' front office. Do you think we're going to see some changes uh, in the scouting department, in the minor leagues at all? Because, again, and, and we, can roll, we can also roll this into this deceleration thing, uh, the lack of real development, the step back that a lot of these prospects took last year. Uh, do you see a shakeup in the front office? And then let's just roll right into the deceleration uh, project and, and uh, if that was a, really a success or not. I don't know if there'll be more of a shakeup than there was last August. I mean, I, I probably, you know, I know that a lot of people around here have, have felt that John Daniels has ran his course with the, with the organization. 
but you know, he, he was a good baseball guy for a lot of years here. And there's a lot of people that are under this uh, assumption that, that Nolan Ryan was doing all the front office work. And that's just, that's just not true. I mean, Nolan was a, Nolan was a face piece that was here selling hot dogs. Right. You know, I mean, uh, and and not that, not that he wasn't a great face piece and, you know, maybe he did bring a mental toughness that other guys hadn't brought, but John Daniels put together a lot of those clubs and a lot of those really good clubs. And, you know, as much as maybe his time had run its course here in Texas, he was good for this organization for a lot of years. And, and he, you know, you, you can tell he's a good baseball guy because, Tampa Bay snatched him right up the moment the season ended. So, I mean, right. we all, we all talk about their front office and what we think of their front office and player development and all of that stuff. So if they see it, you know, yeah, it's not that he's, it's not, he's not a bum, you know, he's not some bum yeah. that came in here and no. left the pro, you know, he didn't leave this organization in a worse place than he came into it. Right. Right. No, I, I agree. He, with you on he that. wasn't John Hart. He wasn't, you know, he, he didn't, didn't just, he didn't come in here and just, the whole thing. yeah, I mean, <laughs> turned us into, oh, a, man. A, I well, mean, maybe, hey. tried to, tried to change it all by hiring Buck Showalter and, you know, no, no offense to yeah. Buck, but if he ain't got no players, he ain't winning 101 games without Max Scherzer and Jake DeGrom yeah. and Jeff McNeil. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think, so just, you think, you think that maybe John Daniels would be a little more not with this new position, a little more, uh, you know, picky about maybe bringing his family around the team. Anyways, moving uh, on to the, <laughs> uh, the, the deceleration conversation. Um, so what, what, tell us a little bit about that. And then what, what was it really successful? Well, I think a lot of it was the kids in 18 that they drafted were all high school kids. And they had they had probably pitched more of their senior year going into this draft with all of the showcases and all of that stuff. More they probably had thrown more in a one year span than they'd ever thrown in their entire lives. And the thought process was if we take them off the mound, put them in a deceleration program, and let them just work out with the clubs uh, in Arizona throughout the fall that they would have a better chance to be right for spring. And I don't, I don't know that it worked the way that they wanted it to. I mean, I think Cole Lynn was the only guy of those dudes that they shut down that actually hasn't had elbow issues or, or Tommy John or, or some sort of issue because I know Owen White had it and I want to say Mason Englert had it. And uh, so I just, I'm not a hundred percent sure so, if it was so good. So we shut them all down. <laughs> and then, let's shut them all down, get them all Tommy John surgery. And then, and then some of these guys are now exposed for the, the rule five draft and may never play for the big league club. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, the guys that they really were worried about were Wynn and White and Kent. And those guys are on the 40 man. Mason Englert isn't quite as far along, but I mean, he did throw like 14 consecutive innings of no hit ball at one point this year. And Ooh. I mean, he really started to put it together. And I think he's also a local kid. I want to say he's from Forney. So, you know, he's a good local kid. So you want to see him succeed. You want to see, see him succeed with this ball club. So, 
Um, if he does get Rule 5, there's a pretty good shot that he'll be returned. Okay, so, yeah, so that that's that's a – and, again, just kind of maybe – And, and the Rule 5. Necessarily, yeah, tell them a little bit yeah. about the Rule 5 if they don't know what that actually is. Rule 5 is basically guys that have been with the organization for five years, whether being drafted or – um, being an international signing. So they give you like basically five years from the time that you're drafted to the t- to get to the big leagues. And if you don't get there in five years, you're exposed to the rule five draft, which is basically every team that has guys on their, that aren't on their 40 man roster that are eligible to be on the roster or eligible for that or past that five years are eligible to be in this draft. And basically they, they draft just like the draft was prior to this year before this new lottery that they're going to put in. But basically the worst team gets to pick first and the best team gets to, and the team that wins the world series picks last. And they do as many rounds as, as long as guys are picking people, they continue to do rounds. But most of the time, Guys will take maybe somebody in the first round, possibly in the second round, but they're really stretching if they're trying to push out three or four rounds on the on the rule five. Okay, and those guys have to be on the forty man roster, am I right? All year. Yeah, they have to be on the opposing team's twenty five man roster all year. They have to be a or twenty six man roster. They have to be a active player. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I want to say it was like 17 or 18. 17 is probably right. They drafted a kid named Carlos Tochi in the rule five, kept him on the roster the whole season. And then the next year they, he just was a minor league free agent. So it was just a weird, yeah, it was just like this weird, like in 2017, they were still kind of competitive and you're wasting a roster spot on a kid that you're just going to send to the minors next year and won't be with the organization after May or June. Weird, weird. Well, Bull, I think we, I think we kind of covered everything we were looking to cover today. Like, is there anything else you feel like uh, we, we didn't get to today that you wanted to talk about? No, I mean, we talked about a lot of guys. We talked about a lot of prospects that are, you know, on that cusp or, or that are really accelerating. And there's a bunch of guys in their in their uh, minor league system that, you know, we probably won't ever talk about until they're big leaguers. But at the same time, I mean, if we can, if we can get people a little bit more aware of how good this farm is and how, I mean, you know, Cole Wynn is the 10th best prospect in their, in their, on their list right now, according to major league baseball. And when you, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, first round draft pick a couple of years ago. And I mean, outside of the down year last year, you know, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be a good player. Wow. So the, maybe, maybe another reason why uh, Bochi was excited to come uh, be a part of this organization uh, because it looks like there's a rich pool yeah. of talent. Uh, I mean, and to, there to, to to develop on this on this or in this organization. When you when you look at their prospect lists on a lot of these places, and uh, you know, in their top ten prospect list right now, they've got Jack Leiter, Owen White, Kumar Rocker, Brock Porter, Cole Wynn. Those are the, that's a rotation right there. You know, I mean, wow. with, with the possibility of that panning out, you know, I mean, those are those are five really quality pitchers. 
I think three of them are in the top uh, in the top hundred prospects in baseball. So you know, it's, it's a uh, it's definitely it's definitely possible. You know, I think uh, that Bochi was excited about that uh, the possibilities of what that rotation could turn into. Awesome. Well, hey, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, call it a weekend. Uh, Bull, I hope you uh, don't get too crazy out there this weekend. I know you still are knocking heads and slamming yeah. folks and uh, biting ears off. Yeah, um, cheap cheap plug for the old manimal. Uh, this Saturday night, I'll be in Lubbock at Jake's Backroom Bar uh, for Squared Circle Pro. And uh, I don't know, I'm in a feud with the owner. So if I can get my hands on him, I'm going to beat him up a little bit. Oh my gosh, how how fun is that? Well, I'll be I'll be uh, going toe to toe with my four month old son Baron, uh, and uh, so we'll we'll both be having uh, we'll both be doing our own form of uh, of competing. Um, well, oh uh, so yes, my real, my buddy one, Baron Manimal. <laughs> so real quick before we go, if we had to predict one person, one signing that could happen over the weekend before we talk again on Monday, who you think the Rangers might sign over the weekend? Man, you know, probably next Friday at this time, I would be a lot more confident and maybe, uh, maybe one of those frontline starting pitchers, but I think it's still too early. I think those guys are weighing their options. So no moves over I the don't weekend. Think, I don't think there'll be any signings over the weekend. I think next weekend might be a completely different story, though. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go wild on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the on the Hanninger bandwagon and say we've got a new corner outfielder to talk about on Monday. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> well, hey buddy, have a great weekend. Everybody listening, you guys have a safe. Uh, we wish you guys all the best. Bull, you got any for the peeps? It's Friday. You ain't got nothing to do. You know what to do. All right. See you guys. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.